This is a GRDC podcast. There was a very special event at the Henty Machinery Field Days this year. GRDC and New South Wales DPI welcomed grain growers to a live forum called Tough Season Questions Answered. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. The idea was to give growers an opportunity to hear timely advice on crop management decision-making during drought. Four DPI speakers address the forum, and you'll hear from these speakers in this very special series of GRDC podcasts. First up, Michael Neal Smith spoke to cereal physiologist Dr Felicity Harris. So this morning at the GRDC New South Wales DPI breakfast forum at Henty, we were talking about trying to provide growers with information to make some um, decisions in a, the tough year of 2018. Um, Particularly my presentation was focused around um, identifying biomass potential in paddocks to be able to make some decisions about to take crops through to grain yield um, versus um, opportunities for baling or silage for fodder versus grazing options. And so the first part of the presentation was really looking at about evaluating paddocks in terms of what biomass was available as well as sort of observing plants for specific impacts of frost um, which would have a significant effect on those decisions. So the key messages from my presentation really were about um, the big range in biomass in paddocks at the moment and the need to really be able to actually measure that and capture that at a, both the paddock scale and a whole farm scale to be able to make some good decisions as well as really being aware of um, some of the underlying damage that has happened recently with um, frost events and so having I guess a bit of confidence around being able to sort of identify that damage in the paddock and, and some methods of doing that. Um, Felicity, how do you assess biomass? Yeah, so recently we've been out into some paddocks sort of this year and had a look at the range of biomass um, that exists and we're sort of seeing massive ranges between sort of paddocks, paddocks of canola sort of anywhere from 400 kilograms of dry matter per hectare right up until um, nearly 10 tonnes in some really, really big paddocks. Um, so a lot of range there in canola and then we've sort of seen ranges from around a tonne to up to five tonne in terms of cereals. So um, the other thing is we're seeing a lot of variability across paddocks. We've sort of had that sort of late start to the season and varied establishment within paddocks. So there's a large range not only across farms and across areas, but also within paddocks. So the best sort of way of really getting a gauge for what is happening on your farm really is there's no substitute for measuring it yourself. So we're recommending for growers to sort of rank their paddocks in terms of biomass potential and what are their sort of um, paddocks that I, I guess have got um, yeah the, the, the highest levels of biomass and and perhaps different levels of yield potential as well as levels of frost damage that might exist and really sort of ranking paddocks across the farm and 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 getting out and measuring it and so the new new south wales dpi crop um, or salvaging crops for fodder forage or grain calculator that's on the website um, gives a really easy simple method to be able to um, observe and and measure that on your farm so by taking a metre roll of biomass in a paddock um, and, and drying that down. And, and you can do that yourself using a microwave. Um, you need to sort of cut, cut the material up and do it in a couple of batches, but you'll get a, a dry matter um, from that row and it takes into the account your row spacing in your individual paddock scenario and, and gives you a bit of a calculation to be able to work out how much feed might be available in your own paddock. So where and how should growers um, monitor their crops? In terms of 
identifying levels in biomass, I suppose um, a good start is to sort of rank paddocks in terms of, you know, least, um, least available biomass. And they could do that by sort of even doing some simple um, methods of, you know, height and ground cover in a paddock and sort of ranking paddocks before, and then actually then starting to make some quantitative measurements on paddocks that they think are going to be a suitable height for cutting or, or other options as well and then sort of actually taking the measurements based on that. Is there anything else that growers should be looking for? Some of the other things to be looking out for as well as when we're ranking paddocks in terms of biomass is we've actually had some significant frost events um, locally sort of in late August and, and again this week which has had a significant effect on um, yeah, significant effect particularly on drought stress crops in terms of from some frost damage. So we've got cereal plants ranging from um, early stem elongation all the way through to late heading and so it's really quite the the level of damage and the way the damage presents in the plant is really quite dependent on the growth stage at the timing of the frost so we know that plants that are in that stem elongation phase can be quite sensitive to um, frost temperatures and and we tend to we're starting to see now sort of two to three weeks after those August frost events we're starting to see that present in paddocks now um, it does show up a lot quicker when we've had warm temperature following a frost event, but um, we're sort of starting to see that um, coming through now where flag leaves are coming coming through, um, yellowing, and, and, and we're sort of seeing if you actually cut those plants open, you're seeing sort of developing heads that have been um, cut off um, right through until we're sort of actually seeing some barley actually being able to sort of avoid the frost because they're at a later stage of development. So um, a big range in, in frost and I guess the damage is really more obvious sort of about 10 days after the frost event um, and I guess the key considerations for growers is one of the first things that we can be doing to identify whether they've got frost or not is, is basically to monitor their paddocks. So even putting some, you know, some sort of marker in the paddock, whether it be a, a peg or mark some plants with some marker or something and observe them and look at the growth stage that they're at and then come back sort of in a week's time and have, an, and have another look at them. Um, a pretty good indicator is whether their development has progressed from where it was a week ago and if it's stalled, it's a pretty good indicator that they've been affected. Um, and if that is the case, well then it's probably important to have a little bit more of a, a deeper dig. And we generally start with looking at paddocks in lower elevation because they're our higher risk zone. So observing plants and, and looking at plants and if the need be cutting plants open and having a look at them sort of in the lower, lower areas of paddocks and farms. And, and if damage is observed, then sort of um, progressing to sort of other areas of the farm and and um, a bit like with measuring the biomass, it can be really variable within a paddock. So it's really important to try and sort of get a feel for, um, yeah, the whole paddock, whole farm level of damage before we're sort of making any of these decisions. So, yeah, a bit like the biomass. I mean, the more information we have, the more informed we can be about making the correct decision moving forward. New South Wales DPI cereal physiologist, Dr Felicity Harris, You'll find links to drought management and grain grower assistance on GRDC's website. Search for the Dealing with the Dry resources page. Before acting on recommendations or advice contained in these podcasts, first discuss it with an independent and professional agricultural advisor. The content of this podcast doesn't necessarily represent the policy or views of the GRDC.